This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Can I get to the yams? Sweet yams. Show me the way, cause I got bills to pay. Can I get to the yams? Sweet yams, show me the way, cause I got bills to pay. Can I get to the yams? Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, the priestess, never your mistress, Shawnee Taylor. Honey, here's another episode of Conversations with the Priestess. So get your libations and get your ancestors and sit down and have a conversation with your girl. What's going on, everybody? Here's another episode of Conversations with the Priestess. The song that was sang by yours truly in the beginning before my intro music is Yams by Masego and Devin Morrison. I absolutely love that song. You can find that song on anywhere where you download and or stream music. I have been playing that for the last several days. And the song and its message is just phenomenal. It has a 90s feel to it. And Masego and the Devin Morrison team, baby, they are quite a team on the song. So I urge you to check out that video. Check out that song. It is everything. I pray that your last seven days have been awesome. And I do mean awesome as fuck. It has been awesome for me. There has been some trials, but thankfully my mental health has been has been where it needs to be. And speaking of mental health, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Please, um, if you need help in any way with your mental health, there are resources available. I am personally with BetterHelp and I have my therapy session after the, like this week after this episode. And I'm thankful um, because being able to take care of your mental health does so much for you in your life and just as an individual and I'm grateful to have that particular that particular help so I want you to um, click my link in the description box and please if you need therapy you get one week free when you click on my link so click on that link and that will take you to betterhelp.com and get your free week um, it's quite affordable uh, check with your insurance because your insurance will be able to cover that as well and especially with some carriers so check with your insurance to see what they can do and if you don't have insurance hey you can still look for pro bono care in your area be able be sure to look up pro bono uh, mental health or pro bono therapy and if you need any resources and if you're anywhere in the United States and specifically in the Philadelphia area, if you need help with these resources, I want you to go check out Visible T365. I am a part 
of Visible T365 and we are doing a wonderful work for the trans community. I have the links in my show notes as well for that. Please check out Visible T365 if you need help with housing, help with getting access to testing for HIV, being able to get all the necessary resources for you as a trans person, as a black queer trans person is right there for you. So again, please check out Visible T365. You don't want to miss out on great resources to help you during this time of mental health awareness. And if you want to reach out to me directly, y'all can email me at talk to, that's the number two, priestess at gmail.com. And I will point you in the right direction. And also, that's where you can hit my mailbag if you have questions or if you have listener letters, y'all can email me and we will discuss it. Y'all can give me a fake name, whatever you want. We respect your privacy in this place, but also we won't share anything unless you give permission for us to. That's just a little bit of housekeeping. Also, I wanted to let people know that if you want to support this podcast financially or if you just want to donate to this podcast to keep it going, as well as allow us to help other trans podcasters, other trans individuals, you can do so by hitting that cash app. That's cash.me slash dollar sign CWTP86. You can use that mode to give. Also, I'll have more ways to give coming up as I readjust some things with the branding. So I have some new ways coming. Please watch out for my Twitter. Our Twitter handle is CWT Priestess. Please check that out. And again, thank you all. And don't forget to leave us a five star review on whatever platform that you're using. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star review. Let us know how we're doing. And please don't be afraid to share and use that hashtag. Hashtag talk to priests and hashtag church girl. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-G-U-R-L. So in other news, according to NBC News, black black religious leaders and advocates are urging church members to signal support for the for the TLGBT plus community as we see a rise in anti-LGBT, anti-queer and trans legislate legislation. One of the experts on the panel, Reverend Cedric A. Harmon, who is an, the executive director of Many Voices, which is a black church organization, promote, organization promoting LGBTQ justice. He states in an interview that is critical for uh, for the religious leaders to speak up in support of the Equality Act, a bill that would solidify non-discrimination protections for the LGBT community. And as we've seen in the last couple of years, we've seen a rise on anti-trans, anti-LGBT bills across the board. And even with this, this leaked um, draft of them talking about overturning Roe versus Wade affecting abortion, which also affects queer and trans people because cis people aren't the only people that can give birth. Remember that. And also this is about women's rights to decide what they want to do with their own bodies as well with the Roe versus Wade. But we have black people that are religious in the community. You see You see black, queer, and trans people in all facets of the church working in spirituality, 
especially in the black church. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people in the black church that support these anti-LGBT laws. So I see it refreshing that we have a black church, which is has been known as a pillar in the black community, taking charge of what they typically would preach about. But now that we have black queer trans people being more visible, we have black queer trans ministers, non-binary people that are active in church, an array of the diversity of the of the queer and trans communities we see them working in the church and remember the equality act passed in the house in february of 2021 in a 2024 to 206 vote largely along party lines and however it doesn't have the 60 votes needed to bypass a filibuster in the senate meanwhile on the state level places like florida and texas have been the center of heated debates over LGBT rights. We have Florida doing the don't say gay bill. And then in Texas, the whole debacle about transgender minors being able to get gender affirming care, which they haven't done their research. And this to me is, is a big, big assault on trans people. And they're just picking at trans children for no reason. It's a witch hunt. Also, um, people have, been calling on members and religious figures to denounce the violent deaths that black trans women have been facing and the acts of violence upon us. So um, at the time of this article, there's been six known trans and gender nonconforming people across the United States who have been killed in anti-trans anti -trans violence. So just reading the article, we see that there is a lot at stake here for the LGBT community. And we have a lot of voices speaking up for us now in religious circles. And I thought I would never see the day where people would actually speak out against LGBT violence, you know, but thankfully we have safe places. Most of them, mostly safe places that are able to, to do the necessary things to raise their voice that we face violence and I pray that they also talk about the violence that we face yes even in church even in queer and affirming ministries because we are often mishandled mishandled yes by cis queer individuals as us being transgender non-conforming non-binary individuals and not to mention gay as well so it's I, and in my time, I've seen some attitudes shifting when it comes to LGBT, but when it comes to the trans perspective, it is different. So I'm interested in seeing how this will go, because not all of us have a positive experience of church, which you will hear later on about my ups and downs with being in ministry and being a trans woman in ministry and teeter-tottering on the gender fluid phase for a while. So I'm, I'm going to follow this and I want to see the progress that will be done with this. That's, that's that. And right now I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of detail about Roe versus Wade. That's not my MO right now. I'm picking and choosing the topics that I talk about on my podcast very lightly because I'm already doing a series, um, dealing with my experience being a black queer trans woman so that's where i'm at but i do have some awesome news with you all even though the last few months have been very different for me and challenging in some areas i am grateful for some opportunities to participate 
in the things that I absolutely love doing. And it's, it's something when people see your work and they see you, they see how you carry yourself and they will, they will reach out to you. That's that. And I thank God for these opportunities, but not only that, I want you all to come and celebrate with me on uh-huh, June the 4th. 2022 here in Greenbelt, mm -hmm, Greenbelt, Maryland. I will be taking part in the Greenbelt Pride celebration. Um, big shout out to Councilman Rick Gordon and his team of great individuals serving the people and doing what needs to be done for for the trans and queer communities. Um, this is going to be a great event on this day and it will be hosted from 1 to 4 p.m. on June the 4th um, by Greenbelt Voices Rising, which is again, it will be their first Pride Fest at Roosevelt Center in front of the mother and child statue here in Maryland. If you know where that is, um, if you need that information, I have the event page in my show notes as we are talking y'all can go check that out but yours truly will be performing and singing at this ostentatious occasion i want you all to come out and support if you are in the dmv if you need more information on that pride again that's june 4th 1 to 4 p.m in greenbelt maryland i will have all the address and information in my show notes i really want you all that that love and support me come and support your girl and we're gonna have a great time let's make this inaugural pride one of the best prides to kick off pride season i'm excited let's do this darn thing so i'm gonna take a quick break y'all love, love and be free and we're gonna go into diary of a church girl summertime is approaching and i know you want to be 100 that woman and that one too because what? Hair for your every side is necessary. That's why you need to go on over to Maven. You can get 25% off when you use the code WIGS25. Yes, honey, we have all types of hair. We have human hair wigs, hair bundles. We have virgin hair cl closures, as well as virgin hair frontals. You can even get your extensions for the summer. So go on over to maven.com. You can use my special link, priestessbeauty.maven.com, and go on ahead, sign up with your email, and you can get that 25% off and then some. Go ahead. Be 100% that woman. Go and get it, girl. Welcome back to this episode of Conversations with the Priestess. Y'all, before we go into Diary of a Church Girl, I want to talk about this Met Gala. And I'm going to talk about, not about Nicki Minaj. No, not about Cardi B. They look fabulous. And I have to give them their, their props. But I want to talk about my favorite singing billionaire, my bad girl, Riri. So for the 2022 Met Gala, she was idolized and immortalized in a virtual statue placed in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. It recreated her recent Vogue cover pose and the form fitting, and I pray that I'm pronouncing this correctly, a Leia bodysuit that she wore showing off her fabulous baby bump and her pregnancy. And she looked so glorious. Oh my gosh, like... This is bad. I've watched it several times today. It's already received millions of views. And I am just, I am just amazed at the beauty 
and how it captured Rihanna in the form of motherhood. And I absolutely, I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. She's just awesome. And y'all got to give it up to Rihanna, even with the stuff with ASAP Rocky. I got to say she is, she is carrying and she's been carrying this whole pregnancy as well. She is carrying this pregnancy very well. And I absolutely love it. I'm here for Rihanna. I'm here for her. I don't care if you're not here for her. I'm here for her. And she ate. She ate. She ate. That's all I want to say about the Met Gala. So as we journey into Diary of a Church Girl, I do want to give a trigger warning. Um, what we're about to go into details, abuse, details, information and scenes of a sexual nature. So if you need to go ahead and just tune off, do what you got to do. And we're going to go ahead and go into Diary of a Church Girl for those that are still listening. So we talked about last week the pastor berating me and constantly doing things and by me playing at other churches I was actually able to make money and things like that so one of the things that I did mention was about us doing outreach at this point he would say that we were not committed to ministry it is currently stormy while I'm doing this episode so you may hear the Lord doing his work in the background I'm just saying you know, that's my strength right now. But he was saying that we were not committed to the ministry because we weren't doing outreach. And at this point, we had so many different ideas um, within the last few years, like of how we could build a ministry, how we, we could get people interested. And we would bring to him ideas, but he would constantly shoot them down. And he was starting to connect with other leaders and we had planned a community day and all of that, but the pandemic hit. So during the pandemic, we kept suggesting going live because we were all stuck in quarantine and having to be isolated. God forbid some of us caught COVID in the process. So he finally started going live and it was a major hit and we were satisfied. So it kept going. I would occasionally teach on live and I would occasionally pray. But mind you, a lot of times I would be at work on the nights that I was assigned to pray. But thankfully, it was at that critical point where I was closing the store and I could do my work while I prayed. And a lot of times, you know, we would we would just sit back, relax and just check out live services together. But one of the things that got on my nerves was when I wasn't assigned a night to teach or pray I still had to be on in some form or fashion and it was imperative that we share which quite naturally I'm going to share the life of the church that I attend but understanding I'm at work sometimes I may not have been able to be on and there were times where I would get questioned I'm not sure how everybody else was done I would get questioned if I watched the Bible enrichment class or different questions like that or was I on the prayer and I'm like yes I was on the live you can see who comes in and out the live like come on honey but I let him know look I'm at work a lot of times so I may not be able to be on like that and there was some level of understanding but it became an issue when I was not able to be certain places because I have a life outside of ministry 
So during this time, mind you, I was working at another at two other churches here in D.C. And one church that I played for. I'm not going to reveal the church's name. I loved it there. I absolutely loved it. And I was getting paid. I had been playing there since the end of 2018. And I played there up until um, November of 2021 um, when I was told that, you know, they could no longer afford me because of them wanting to go into back into the building and they didn't have the finances which I even wanted to take a cut and pay, but I still needed an extra source of income. But that's, that's another story later on. But I was working for this church and I enjoyed playing there. We would go to, we would travel a lot of times and we would come back and, but I would leave there and I would go to another church to do praise and worship. And I left this particular um, church position, this particular job, due to number one, a conflict of interest and some things happening in the mix. And I'm, and there were other opportunities that I had to take that I wanted to take as well. So mind you, at there was periods points to say that I was set down. I was actually set down for a few months in 2019 up until the new year. Um, because at this point I was going through a bad depression at this point. And the depression got so bad to where I didn't really want have the energy to do ministry. Mind you, I would push myself and I would always be berated. Mind you, I'm in therapy at this point, but I would constantly be berated for being depressed and being told the spiritual response. Oh, you need to come out of that. You need to pray more. Your problem is you don't study the word or like there was some unwillingness, not understanding. Look, my mental health is being affected. My body is going to react in different ways. So excuse me for being depressed. But I kind of kept it subtle because they made it seem like I wasn't committed to God when I really was committed to God. I just wasn't committed to them. And in 2019, I I believe I may have said this in another episode, but he had a habit of threatening to embarrass you just because prophet teacher, a uh, pastor teacher, prophet teacher, same thing. He would have a way of wanting to embarrass, particularly me. And just hearing how when my mom came to visit, like I said, he said, oh, I'll embarrass you in front of your mom. If you if I have to, I'm like, why would you have to embarrass me? And I feel that if you have to embarrass somebody over something minute, that says a lot about your character, that you're an abusive person. And you, yeah, you, you need help if you're doing that to people. And mind you, during this time, I'm coming to a point in my transition where my body is actively changing, where I'm like just going through the physical changes and mentally mental changes. So later on, as I'm, going to church we end up going to this church and doing things we end up going to the convocation um for the fellowship that we were in and be in the months prior i expressed that i wanted to meet with the bishop because i'm like this convocation i really want to i really want to be myself and yet again the meeting was kind of pushed to the back burner not right now and i was never asked how i felt about this the whole time 
and I would be looking at outfits and things, but I was told I wasn't ready yet. So I just, and this is at a point to where my transition started stalling because I felt that maybe I shouldn't transition or maybe I'm doing something wrong. And mind you, I'm still taking more hormones, but it got to a point to where it was always something about my transition. And I remember one day during a moment where my anxiety was high because I just got off from work and I'm dealing with some things in my personal life that I wasn't talking to people about because I didn't want to be berated because I am like trying to focus on life. I'm stressed out and seeing how you berate me, that made me not want to talk to anybody, tell anybody anything. And so when things were, when I would finally say something, they would be like, the pastor teacher would be like, well, why didn't you say anything? Well, when I did try to say something, you berated me and I stopped talking like for real. So we go to convocation and I end up singing in the choir. I did not want to sing in the choir. And it's not because of intimidation. I wanted to sit back and enjoy. Mind you, at this point, I was actually sat down at this point at convocation. And but I was still required to dress out and things. So I ended up singing in the choir and just chilling, chilling. And sang in the choir, had a good time, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Mind you, um, I went to convocation again in 2020 and still had to dress as the gender that I no longer identified with. Mind you, I was able to present everywhere else, but except for here. And it was the same thing, the same damn thing. This time I was actually sat down. I was actually sat down at this time over something really over the fact that the ministry wasn't going anywhere. And instead of taking responsibility for not leading properly, uh, pastor teacher decides to blame everything on me and the other minister. And we're like, hold up, we're doing the work, but you're combating everything that we do. And not long after that, um, people moved away, people left the ministry and it was just me and him. So we tried to relaunch in 2020, but it, it was a hot mess. It was a very hot mess and people just weren't interested because still pandemic. Then I ended up catching COVID and we weren't able to go to church because we had to isolate. Mind you, um, during this time of me being sat down and well, I wasn't sat down. I got back up. I was back in position at the end of 2020 by us not really doing anything. We were still doing the lives and stuff like that. And when I caught COVID, I lost a lot of my income and had to go back and forth about sick time and paid leave. Thankfully, my family looked out for me and checked on me and pastor teacher checked on me a little bit, but it was other people in other ministries that were checking on me the most. And you know, I, I was, I was okay, you know, and I got through it. And then after that, after we came out of quarantine, um, we didn't even do a new year's service or anything. I was on I was on the phone with my best friend. That's how we brought in, in the new year. 
brought in 2021, but throughout 2020, we weren't doing much. We, we actually had service starting at the beginning of the year and we went up until March the 15th, my birthday. Now, mind you, my birthday was right before COVID shut down everything. And I had threw a birthday dinner at Dave and Buster's. My housemates at the time and one of my friends from the church that I did praise and worship came to my birthday celebration. My pastor was invited. I knew one person that could not attend, but they had to work. And I understood and we made plans to hang out the next day. Pastor teacher never showed up to my birthday dinner, called me right before time for us to meet and say, oh, I'm not coming, um, but I wish you the best of birthdays. I'm like, well, thank you. I felt some type of way and I felt hurt. Because I'm like, dang, I've been riding and dying for you. I've been coming to support you, but this is my birthday and you didn't show up. I get some people because of health concerns did not come because COVID was still out there and different states were having um, so many numbers go up and so many infections. So I got it. But dang, you know. Before we had any mandates, you could have came, in my opinion, and I was never given a full explanation for why they didn't show up so I let it be what it was and just moved on and celebrated my birthday by myself for the remainder of the evening after the dinner I ended up going to a few clubs and came back home that next morning mind you I'm doing praise and worship at another church here in DC so I go to praise and worship they did they acknowledged my birthday but of course I didn't get any gifts which didn't bother me I was just happy to be alive and at that time I had a sick uncle and I had a sick grandmother at the time. And I'm still going and going. Mind you, I'm doing praise and worship at this church and playing at other churches. But still in my own house, I was not allowed to serve. And I was really not given an explanation. I was just told because I went focused. Really, if you recognize the symptoms of someone dealing with struggles in their mental health, you would seek to help them, right? I was just berated for what I was going through and not properly treated like a member. It would be some conversations, but it would lead right into being berated. And one thing that I absolutely hated was pastor teacher would say, I need to talk to you via text message or call you. And he would set up a time to meet, but he would do it. In a time where it's just you and him talking, there would be no other people. At one time, he would have a witness to it and he would be very soft. But then he started getting way too freaking abrasive with me and just getting disrespectful. It would be how I dressed or if he saw that I was struggling with or something was off. It wouldn't be. Are you OK? It will be like, you're not OK. You need to do something. It was that constantly. And. The other minister was a source of support and pointed out how to better handle that. So I ended up confiding in the other minister for a while and they started seeing things. And not long after that, before the year ended, um, when the new year um, got ready to come in, that's when the other minister moved away and left me here. So all 2021, I'm dealing with this leader and other people start joining the ministry but mind you i'm still serving at other churches so i'm doing praise and worship and singing at these other churches 
not one time did he come support me at the church that I played for because I would be playing there and I would have to leave there sometimes and go to the church that I did praise and worship for and still had to be at our church on time. So at this point, we're just meeting on live at this point. We no longer have to worry about the time constraints. And this is like going from 2020 to 2021 at this point. We did have one service like in when they got ready to open up a building, but they changed their mind. So we had to push it back. So we I'm doing praise and worship and my pastor would check in every now and then. And he would always critique the way I did praise and worship. He was like, okay, you did good, but something was missing. Like, or you could have did it different. I'm like, okay, tell me how to better my craft. You know, I'm practicing studying other praise and worship leaders. And mind you, I've been doing praise and worship for a long time. But I'm not opposed to learning more and getting tips on how to hone my craft as long as you're respectful and not being shady. So this is what um, he would do. He would tell me something about praise and worship and I would listen, but I had my own flow. And where I'm at, I'm looking at the people's response and I'm looking at what worked and didn't work. And. I started going with my own flow. However, he didn't like that. He was like, well, do it this way, do it that way. And me and the other minister had came up, had been working so hard with the praise and worship team until it got annoying to hear him complain. So he would constantly complain about me doing praise and worship. And when we would have a service in person, I would do praise and worship, but he would take over for me or he would just lead praise and worship himself. And I'm not being offensive, but pastor teacher would sing the same songs over and over he would ask me to come up with new songs but he never did them so mind you i worked with this particular church up until 2020 2021 i had stopped working for them at this time because i had quit but during this time up until 2020 until september 2020 i worked with this church so he would come in but then he started getting invitations to come preach and that was when he would really come into the building when it was expected for him to preach he may have came one time just to support but that was the only time but he never came to support us other than that he didn't start supporting until the new minister came around and one habit that pastor teacher had when new people came around he would just kick me to the to the back and there's been many times in service how we would have the setup. We would have the pulpit in the front. Normally, the musician sat in the front and played. Or if I was on duty, I would sit where a minister normally sits. So in the times that we had in-person service, he would have the keyboard sitting in the back of the church behind the congregation while everybody else sat up front. And I, I'm thinking maybe it was for the room set up. But in hindsight... I feel like he was ashamed of me, like I was a threat to him or something. And I would be sitting in the back and I would be in my own little world, you know, and I, I, I felt isolated. I really did. But I said, you know what, just focus on the service. You know, you're just here to get through, just survive the service. But during that, I started doubting myself spiritually. I started doubting myself as a musician 
and it caused me it caused me pain to be treated like that because sitting in the back I felt as if I felt as if I wasn't wanted there like I should be heard but not seen and on top of that seen and not heard in a sense and I felt like I was just being used for my gift in hindsight and it's crazy because going in 2021 and planning for a relaunch there were some things that I began to experience and see but as I said I'm thankful and grateful that I'm no longer in that situation that I'm able to share my story so I'm going to take a quick break again and I'm going to come back with a word of wisdom for you all so y'all live love and be free Smooches, we're going to be right back. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in zero sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Want more of Conversations with the Priestess? You can follow me on YouTube. That's youtube.com. You can type in Conversations with the Priestess and you'll see your girl. I love to see you there. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, and hit that thumbs up button and set the bell notification. Let's get back into the show. It's time to talk to Priestess. That's what I thought you said. Now let me offer this as a rebuttal. Let's talk about boundaries. Boundaries are very important. Those boundaries are set to where you will allow people in and what you won't allow. That's a boundary. Boundary can also be as simple as stating how far someone can go with you. But when you set boundaries, you're saying to other people, I am demanding your respect and I am expecting you to value that boundary. And please respect my boundary. When boundaries are crossed, that is a violation of a person's of a person's everything. When you cross those boundaries, you cross boundaries into areas where you not you are not invited. And when you go somewhere that you're not invited, that can cause an issue. Learning to set boundaries can oftentimes cause conflict because sometimes people are so used to being able to access us. In certain ways. And when we start limiting that access, it may become a problem. Now, if a person respects that boundary, that means that they respect you and that they care for you. But if they don't respect that boundary and still keep pushing, sometimes you have to walk away or keep saying, no, you're not taking me there. And prayerfully, there's always a way of escape. But set those boundaries. Say no sometimes. You don't even have to answer if you're not comfortable. Set those boundaries. That's all I have for Talk to Priestess. I thank you for tuning into another episode of, of Conversations with the Priestess with me. Y'all live, love, and be free. Don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button. Please give me a five-star review on this podcast. Live, love, and be free. Smooches. Oh, 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 oh.